This is Brock Wilder. And you're listening to Carried Into the Void, the podcast where we get together. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> tell each other about a weird or dark story bop, we've bop, heard, bop, bop, and then try to find the silver lining or flip it into something that will possibly bop, not bop, positive. Bop, bop. Will at least be productive. How are you, scatting in the background? Productive, as always. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, I think. <laughs> I met my first person outside of my uh, family for the first time in 16 months. How'd that go? A hundred percent forgot how to people, but that's okay because so had she. So it worked out fantastically. I can't even say that she was sharp and funny and great, and I was like really awkward. So, you know, just like normal times. Sorry, what is the circumstance of the meeting? It's just my good friend Sally. She, I had a day off work, and she's like, "Hey, come up and see me. My mom and I are vaccinated." I went up, and we hung out, had breakfast, played guitar together, and took a walk around the the beach where she lives and just it was like a nice like so, like little social time but literally she was the last person i saw before quarantine and she's the first person i saw after 16 months later uh that's not related to me i i just remembered that you can just sit down with a friend and play guitar yeah that's that's such an unhinged idea to me at this point like I, I, I am playing with a band, but like the idea of either alone or a full band is the only thing. And two people sitting alone together playing guitar is somehow wildly different to me. A concept I'd forgotten existed. I know. I do have a friend here who their girlfriend plays ukulele. And over Zoom chat once, I was like, oh, next time you're in town, we should jam out. Um, and so twice now they've brought a ukulele to my house. And on both days, I was like, I don't feel like you can it's just not the right time <laughs> like can we just have a couple of drinks and then you leave and like they've clearly brought the uke with them and like a carrying case from the city they came from and i'm like i know you traveled with it but like i just don't want to hear a ukulele today <laughs> no that's it's a very specific sound it is yes and also uh because amanda palmer doesn't deserve to own it it's just the fact of life that everyone, when they first get a ukulele, the first song they learn is Creep by Radiohead. It's just how it goes. Is it? <laughs> it is. We all do it. On the TV show Superstore in the final season, one of the female cast members gets a ukulele and there is a montage later where she plays Creep on it. And I was like, the person that wrote this episode has actually purchased a ukulele because they just know, they just know that that's where we all start. And Amanda Palmer did it on an album a number of years back. And I think that everyone thinks she started that. No, decade earlier, Brock, Uke, Creep, Radiohead, <laughs> Uke, Fun Time. Is it like particularly, e I've never owned a ukulele. Is it particularly easy to do Creep on a ukulele? Isn't it just four strings? It is four strings. The song is also four chords, so you can knock that okay. out. Also, the baritone uke is four strings that are the first four strings of a guitar. So if you pick ah. up a baritone, you know how to play it already. Uh, and that's a pretty easy line in. <laughs> this is brand new information. I've, I've never had the desire to play ukulele, but now I have this knowledge that I'm not quite sure what to do with, but, you know, I thank you for it anyway. I, I, I quite literally look at a baritone uke the entire time that we are recording because directly behind <laughs> me on the wall 
is my baritone uke hanging you can get one for like 50 bucks on amazon like it costs nothing and like cool little instrument my friend um showed me her short scale um squire jag and now i really want one because the short scale neck is so good because i have tiny little hands and i'm a, a small person i was like oh no i can't buy another guitar <laughs> You know, I've already made enough bad quarantine purchases. I don't need to add another guitar into this. But yeah, I have my parlor guitar staring at me right now, too. So, <laughs> Look, I bought a goddamn lute because Viv played too much Hades. <laughs> Why did you buy a lute? Because I watched her play too much Hades and I was like, it's time to lute. Is that what you got out of Hades? Yeah, I don't know. What did you want me to buy from Amazon that you saw in Hades? I, I, I will do literally the next word out of your mouth. Oh, I don't know. That's a lot of pressure right there. <laughs> Lava? Skeleton? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I understand your loot purchase. Um, How is playing the loot? It is not as easy as I had hoped. <laughs> I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. They look like they're complicated. <laughs> <laughs> what is your carrying into the void this week? This is something I found um, almost by mistake somehow in like a very late night Google search. And it is quite literally one of the more horrifying things that I have uh, learned about recently. So I thought I had yes. to bring it and share it. It is, and I'm going to say this wrong, and I apologize for anyone from Scotland uh, listening. It's the Nuka Levy, and it is a cryptid that can be found in parts of Scotland. This thing sounds fucking horrifying. Like, this could be a Silent Hill monster. Uh, it goes back to about, like, the early part of, like, the late 17th, early 18th century. Let's let's just get into this. Do you want to know what this thing looks like? Yes, hit me. Okay, it's kind of like a centaur. Kind of. Oh, God, it's so gruesome. All right. It has a man's torso attached to a horse's back as if it were a rider, but there's no legs. And the torso's arms are long and spindly and hang low enough to touch the ground. The torso's head has no eyes and no place where eyes would even be, but it has a large, perpetually gaping mouth as if, as if it is constantly screaming. The <laughs> horse's head is large and blunt, and it has one huge red eye in the center of its forehead and a mouth that spews foul, toxic gas. That's not even the worst part. Okay, where are we going? The worst part is that this creature has no skin. None at all. I mean, good for it. That's hot horse summer right there. Yeah, it's just exposed red muscle and bones and sinew and veins. And the whole thing, in when people saw this, was reported to be wet with blood. Like, wherever it goes, it just dripped blood the entire time. So <laughs> you have this horrible creature um, with a man's torso in the back that can't see and a horse's head with one large eye. And the whole point of this creature, as if a creature like this needed a point, was that it was thought to be a reason why crops and livestock would fail. I mean, sure, that, that combination of things is going to is gonna stop some crops yeah some animals the cattle aren't gonna be chill with all this no it was predominantly a sea dwelling creature and every so often it would come to land and that's when crops and livestock would fail its name even means devil of the sea in an old celtic language um and it's thought to dwell in like the northern 
ish part of Scotland. And it's kind of based on a mixture of what folklorists think is Norse and Celtic mythology. And it was a very destructive creature and very quick to anger. Quick to anger as creatures go. Yeah. I mean, that's slow to anger. It's just like, come yeah. on, guys. What are we doing? I mean, Mothman seems like he's friendly. <laughs> Does he? You know, he's just I mean, standoffish. He's he's a yeah, Mothman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, this creature would show its displeasure by running around and spewing toxic gas from its mouth. And the toxic gas would fall upon crops and land and animals and people and cause death and famine. I like that just xenomorphing around with a mouthful of acid is the yeah. chillest cryptid we got. Like, no, he he's like, he's well-intentioned as far as cryptids go. Yeah. Pretty chill in in the range of what we're talking about. Him and Mothman, those are the yeah. those are the allies. There are reports of um, sailors, primarily sailors and farmers, who would see this creature, and um, just just the way that they described it is just just absolutely horrifying. The smell of it, and the 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 fact that you could tell that it was wet with blood, and the the eyeless head of the man, and and everything like that. I did a Google search to see if anyone had drawn this creature uh in folklore or anything like that and i don't think it's very well known because this would be in the repertoire of every horror artist i know if it was well known this was built for deviant art and for a number of 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 kink subcultures like the <laughs> the, the vor underground deserves to know about this how do you say the name again nuka levy which sounds like almost kind of like cute. Oh, it's a nukalevi. And then it turns the corner and it's a wet, skinless centaur with a eyeless torso on it. it. It looks like a ukulele sounds. It's it's perfectly fine. I track it. There you go. Yeah. Um, the earliest report is from the 15th century. And the last known sighting was in the late 18th century, which is way too recent for me, to be honest. Um like the my favorite part of it is that it can't be a Silent Hill monster because it's four Silent Hill monsters and they just Vincent adultman them and put three kids in a trench coat atop each other. Yeah, I mean, it, if you put this in a Silent Hill game, it'd almost be lazy. You know, at this point, Silent Hill has progressed past this. What's, what is this a metaphor for? What is the what is the imagery? It's like I don't know. I, I was drunk and horny, and I don't know. <laughs> all these things seemed frightening to me at the same time. Uh, so yeah. I just put them together, just stacked them up like blocks. The only thing that could stop this creature was a godlike entity called Mithra of the Seas, who was an old Scottish folklore type of Poseidon-esque figure. I cannot wait for so many people to write into us and be like, you screwed the pooch on all these pronunciations. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, so the creature could be contained during the winter, um, but in the summer, I guess the, the veil between you know, lands was weaker, so it would get out during the summer and the fall. Hot. Nuka lady, summer. So happy summer to all of you people and this creature that might show up on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're lucky. It's it's one of those switcheroos that I, I always want and sometimes am delighted by in like long term horror movie IP sequels. Like I want Halloween I I want Jaws ten to be like Oh, we're looking for the shark. And then check it out. Nuke lady right there, right there near the beach. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, I was, I came in expecting shark. And I was like, no, 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 switched it up. Like this thing also has jaws, like five sets of them. 
that do different things and some of them it's, it's, yeah. skew acid blood but like it's, uh, you're gonna like you're you're gonna leave satisfied i promise <laughs> yeah it's like someone crossed a xenomorph with jaws you know yes. it's just like yeah it, it's just a horrifying imagine like a skinless shark we put aliens in the sea <laughs> Um, so that is a very rare, hopefully fake cryptid from Scotland that, like, I just keep looking at the description of it and my just viscerally going, no, thank you. <laughs> if this was literally in a video game, I would turn my PlayStation off and go take a walk. <laughs> Look, I, I understand how you feel because I had to report on the squonk, the creature that cries <laughs> itself to death. And sometimes you find a cryptid so fantastic that you're like, I just, uh, this Wikipedia page is going to stay open. I'm going to click, I'm going to click literally every link. Yep. All cryptids are wonderful, but some cryptids are more wonderful than others. Yeah. And I found this at like three o'clock in the morning one night when I couldn't sleep. It was just like a, a, when you find one link and you're like, oh, I wonder what this is. And you open up the page and you just go, what the fuck is this? Many tabs are suddenly open, and I'm not going to bed anytime soon. I wasn't going to bed after I saw this. That was for damn sure. <laughs> What's your caring moment? The caring moment is, wow, get a load of you. Sometimes you must become a nightmare to defeat your nightmares, and my friend, you knocked it out of the park. How could anyone stand a chance when faced with the gruesome new form you've so lovingly and carefully crafted for yourself? Nothing could ever dream of laying a hand on you. Not after the glorious horror you've become. And, well, if someone is so foolhardy to try, even after seeing your bared fangs and your claws, if they think they are bigger and badder than you, you will swiftly correct their monumental error. They may struggle, they may scream for mercy, but it will not move you. It's their fault for thinking they could best a creature such as yourself. Let them writhe. Let them sit with the knowledge that they have truly screwed up by messing with you. Perhaps you will show them mercy and let them be free to warn others of the danger that is you. Or perhaps maybe you won't. Either way, it's no skin off your nose. Truly appreciate just the sheer number of our dark positivities that are just a threat to anyone that doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all in the club here, and we're all like, yeah, yeah, you're good, and I'm good, and, and that, that other person, also good. But like, anyone outside of this bubble oh we're just gonna tear through them with teeth and claws like i, I yeah I, i'm so happy that we are who we are i i agree completely what is your carrying into the void i'm gonna talk about reindeer cyclones i've sent you a text with a link to a video you should take a, a look see here whenever you have to send me a link as like auxiliary what in the holy shit dear listener what megan is seeing right now is aerial footage of a series of hundreds of reindeer running together in a counterclockwise motion, creating a cyclone of reindeer, a storm with an eye in the center. That's genuinely unsettling. It's genuinely unsettling. So here's the thing about reindeer cyclones. It's not a thing that we really knew about for a long time, because uh, we didn't really have aerial drones to capture this sort of thing, but it is something that reindeer have done since the beginning of reindeer time and the earliest documentation of it comes from like viking days so what happens is that reindeer they got the big horns they horny on maine uh but like not a particularly great defensive animal so 
as they travel in packs, what they do when there is an apex predator around is that they will just circle the wagons. They will create this giant spinning vortex of hundreds of them going at top speed to animals on the outside. It becomes a blur and they can't pick an individual target. And even if they do and go for it, they'll just get trampled by the rest of them. And like Vikings have documentation uh, of be winding up in the eye of a reindeer cyclone and be like, okay, like I just, uh, bros, I give up. You can, you can do, you just comment the hell down. Like I, I can't do anything with this. I will walk away. It is a particularly uh, fascinating thing uh, because as the ice has melted, it has become more necessary for the like the the reindeer have to deal with more and more predators now because as as things melt it becomes a place where more predators can survive and so the number of like reindeer cyclones we are encountering is ever increasing to the point where it's just like wherever there's reindeer there's a giant swarm doing a weird dance in unison uh that'll murder anything in its path uh and like the the ability for them to like quadruple up their strength by doing something like this it is it is shocking that more animals didn't come up with this idea i'm oddly appreciative of the brain power behind the reindeer to have have put this in place i i've heard of birds doing something like like don't turkeys do something like this i think oh sure yes <laughs> do you know what i mean I, yeah. I i seem to remember seeing a video like that on on twitter or instagram or saying where it's just turkeys going around in a circle and it's also unsettling and i don't know why and I think even part of it that makes it more unsettling is that it always goes counterclockwise. Like the first time I looked at this, I was like, that's fun. And I kept watching them. I can't find one where they're going clockwise. And so it becomes that sort of thing that I was like, okay, in, in Australia, does it go the other direction? What's going on here? Like, <laughs> I do love the idea that like you see one dude running in a circle and like everyone else is like, okay, drop what you're doing. <laughs> circle time. It's time to go run the circle for an undefined amount of time what if he started it he must have good reason let's all just pitch in yeah because what reindeer are really known for is their individual thinking sure yes <laughs> one of them was an outsider and like he got bullied by everyone but then he saved christmas so like i don't know you tell me i know but that's such a weird story when you think about it like oh you're nope. o you're only special nope. because you've become useful like it's such a like capitalist type of we are not canceling Rudolph on the podcast today. You can do that on your own time. No, 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 not at all. And it's also June, and we're not thinking about Christmas carols yet. Um, I have a carrying into yeah, the void. Yeah, what's your carrying into the what this is? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the spiral. Welcome to your community. Sometimes it feels right that we all move in the same direction. Sometimes it feels good to move with the herd. Being an individual is overrated if you're constantly battling against the waves especially when it comes to strength yes there is strength in numbers my dear and perhaps your most threatening powerful defense stance comes to fruition when you're hiding in plain sight be among your kind be holy run the infinite gauntlet and be unto a blur no one can kill what they can't perceive that's very good. Hey, Megan, what's your self-caring for the week? <laughs> um, Tell me about how to make my life feel better. Well, you know what? 
What? I know you sent it to me, and I'd already seen it, but the two minutes to late night Thursday Bruce Springsteen cover is one of the few things giving me joy at this moment. It is perfect. It is beautiful. Everyone should watch it. Now I know what two minutes to late night is, and I'm going to watch all of their videos, but it is a perfect cover for a good cause. One of their friends has cancer, and it's just a fantastic cover if you like bruce springsteen if you like thursday um which is one of my favorite bands and i keep watching their live streams and having emotions about it um <laughs> it's it's just wonderful it's absolutely it's exactly what i needed if that's if that makes sense um so that's been my kind this, of self-care. this began a, a really interesting conversation between the two of us which was that like we came up like especially in the early to mid aughts in a time in music where everyone just wanted to do covers all the goddamn time uh, and and it ruled, especially because it was determined early on by bands like Limp Biscuit and Orgy in the late 90s that like your easiest line in was to do a cover of a song, especially like Alien Ant Farm did Smooth Criminal and that was their breakout onto the scene. And I had no idea that was Michael Jackson. I had no idea when Limp Bizkit covered Faith that they were doing George Michael because I'd never heard a George Michael song. My favorite thing with my dad at that period was me being like, you got to check out like this new band and this hot track and him being like, yeah, that's from like the 80s. <laughs> and me being like, no, no, it's 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 Limp Bizkit. Like, do you hear that? There's no way that that was the 80s. And he would always go find the original track and start playing it for me. And I'd be like, what is this nonsense? Like that can't be. Like I think that that kept me in some ways from being the edge lord I was destined to be was to always get brought back down to earth yeah. with like no that that's not what you think it is, sweetie. <laughs> no. Covers I don't know why covers kind of fell out. I remember back in the early aughts the Punkos Pop cover um Punkos Pop so many. Yeah, there are so many compilations, uh, so yeah. many charity things. Yeah, and I'm sure what it has to do with is the insanity of what we do now with licensing where yeah. back then you could just sort of do it and then be like, I don't know, the money goes to you or whatever and then we got into like there are so many albums from that from the 90s and the early aughts that like like Beck's Odelay, the number of samples used in that, like you couldn't make the album today because it would cost a billion dollars. Yeah. We just got all up our own butts uh, about what was happening there. And then we move into YouTube and stuff where an algorithm now decides whether or not a song belongs to you or somebody else. And the number of artists that I know that have been like locked out of their own thing. Uh, Metallica did a Twitch stream the other week. And all the music got turned off from it. Oh, and they yeah. didn't know for like I an hour and a half. I remember hearing about that. Because the Twitch was like, the algorithm was like, we can't do this. But also like cops figured out this thing. Yeah. So like if you're live streaming a protest at this point, uh, especially in Los Angeles where they really crack this, they'll turn on Sublime or the Beatles on their cell phone. And they know that Instagram's algorithm and several others will just shut down the stream because it recognizes the copyrighted music track and the cops in SoCal using Sublime to prevent protests from being documented. I want to bring a lead singer back from the dead to be like, by the way, you have no idea and you can't control this, but this is just a thing that's going to happen. That is the most dystopia type of thing I've heard in a while. It makes me genuinely angry. A degree away from them playing fuck the police and that being what does it, which would also work, but it would just be incredible if they always had NWA queued up in that way because they're like, this is how we get to hit people. Well, it's like all the people on Twitter and stuff who go to like Rage Against Machines guitarist. 
Tom Morello, yes. And they're like, hey, man, you don't know, like, you know, Rage of the Machine songs don't mean this. And he's like, it's exactly what this means. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you people? Like, seeing him slap down people on Twitter is always a delight because there's always these, like, far right type of people who don't understand that the machine you're supposed to be fighting against is not like Democrats or like your mom or anything like that. It's it's the entire establishment of capitalism and the police and governments and stuff like that. And they don't understand. And he will crack down on that shit. He has no patience for it. And I think, I don't know when the idea of like, music meaning things got lost like it used to be that songs <laughs> had meanings and that was what they meant and now it feels like oh this song has a good beat and no one that's as far as like the the meaning behind it goes i don't know when we, when we kind of lost that because i'm sure people are still making like protest music or making music that is you know calling out social ills and and stuff like that but no one seems to to know that that's what the songs mean. Like, I don't know if Bob Dylan could have a career if he started right now. Well, and it's not just music. Like, the film world does it, too, especially in horror, where the last year or two, we've seen some popular horror figures go to Twitter to be like, I, I knew these guys in the 60s and 70s, and, like, n none of these films had this, like, social justice warrior angle to them. And it's just like... You dumb bag of cereal and rocks. <laughs> have you seen Night of the Living Dead? You're trying to tell me there's nothing political about that. And also, like, I have a bot that d deletes tweets of mine from older than a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but before that, in 2018, my most popular tweet of all time, it got like 20K retweets, was somebody like yelling at Tom Morello about stuff and like me just responding with like, before he was even in the band, he had a master's in, in poli sci yeah. and like yeah. a series of other things. And then he retweeted that. And I was like, okay, like senpai has seen me. That's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, this all really ties into what my self-caring is, which is that um, I'd forgotten what it was like to do this. And I've been doing it a lot lately. And it is that I will grab a new album and just play only that for a week. Uh, and... I had forgotten the joy of really just like hammering a thing home. And what I did it with was the new St. Vincent album, which uh, a huge pivot in her career into a thing that when I saw the song's debut on SNL, my wife was like, this seems almost embarrassing. And I was like, I'm going to need some time. And the pivot is the likes of which that like I did not comprehend Radiohead's pivot into Kid A and was like at the time. This is bad. What happened to the band I loved? Uh, and, and it was similar here where people were like, what are your thoughts on this album? It's like, give me one week. I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm doing here. Uh, and sure enough, now I love it. And, and the pivot was that like the queen of riffs made an album without any riffs. So on first play, it was like, I don't know what I'm listening to. And then figured out that she made a seventies New York city grime rock album as if steely dan was fronted by lou reed and uh it is exactly what she set out to do and once you are in that space instead of looking for a saint vincent album it's wonderful the point of it being though that like it went from something that i was antagonistic towards to at the end of day one of like listening to it a number of times in the office uh i was like okay i jive with all the songs and by the end of day two i was like I could write an essay about how great this is. Uh, and then the rest of the days were just fun. Uh, but uh, sometimes just dedicating yourself to a piece of art. I'd forgotten what that was like to not just 
watch a movie and immediately forget it to read a book and immediately take it to half price books to to sit with something for a while uh is um preternaturally rewarding uh and uh i i would recommend just um finding a way to sit with things finding a way to give things the time they deserve that is my advice what do you have for self-care this week i thought i did my self-care at the beginning i thought i went first <laughs> yeah you did but i'm asking for more okay uh, i can definitely give you more i have a friend of mine named Britt. And she is trying to convince all of her friends to become health goths. And she has convinced me to try and take up running. Health goths. You're going to have to circle back real quick here. It is a trend, apparently, that I have been uh, cued into. There's companies out there that are making, like, athletic clothing for, like, alternative people. Isn't alternative athletic clothing just taking an old concert tee that doesn't super fit anymore and cutting off the sleeves? I don't understand. That's kind of what I thought. But no, there's there's actually companies out there that are like they, they make their logo all that kind of like weird jagged metal writing or they have like <laughs> pentagrams or stuff like that on them. Um, one of the big ones is Blackcraft, um, which I'm sure a lot of people already know about. But yeah, Health Goth and my friend Britt's convincing me to do this because I've been very in my feelings about you know, body image and, you know, quarantine and not being active and, and stuff like that. We all are and we all feel terrible. So, yes, yeah. I'm, love, I'm writing down everything you're saying right now. Yeah. So she sent me like her running playlist, which is all like alternative like 80s and 90s type of, you know, Nine Inch Nails and Iron Maiden and all that kind of stuff. The worst part of this, though, apart from running, which I haven't done. No, I didn't even do it in high school. I skipped gym class. So... <laughs> I cut gym class. Running is goddamned awful. Yeah. Every year we try. Every year we fail. Yeah. It's fine. Just accept it. Yeah. Other things exist. The worst part of it was trying to find athletic shoes that aren't goddamned awful. Like, just the ugliest fucking thing. What? Who decided that all th athletic shoes need to be neon? I would like to speak to that person. I have questions. <laughs> I ended up finally finding a pair of, like, black and white like classic looking like adidas running shoes but i haven't owned a pair of shoes that wasn't like vans converse or like combat boots since at least when i was like 13 years old so like i don't even know how these shoes are supposed to fit i don't know what kind of socks you wear with them they look funny on me because i'm literally used to wearing the worst shoes possible for yourself i went to a place where they like look at your feet and they tell you what like type of shoes you should be wearing for like running and stuff what is the name of a place where they look at your feet and tell you about shoes they have like a thing that like scans your foot or some shit i don't know um so yeah i've i've been trying this it's really hard i don't think i was made for running but it's it is kind of nice to to get out and be active and um there's an app that i've been using called zombies run where it's just, and no, it's great. It's, it's, it's zombies run. I, I actually have this one. So like, yeah, no questions here. yeah, it's, it's, that's really fun. Um, but yeah, I, 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 between you and I, I'm not entirely sure I'm cut out for this, but also I'm really tired of feeling like trash. So I figured I'd give it a try <laughs> before it got like really stupidly hot out. But like, I, like I'm out in like the sunlight and like, it's warm and I just, Mm. <laughs> I have concerns. I don't, I'm not made for sunlight and warm weather. It's just, I come in looking like I've just been like drowned. I just, it's just a bad look in general. But yeah, no, apparently there's a whole subculture now of health stuff 
for goths and punks and and metalheads and stuff and i kind of think that's cool even if i don't stick with it i still think that's kind of cool tired not trash tnt that's your your whole new thing there you go that's your brand now wrap us up okay (laughs) remember keep your hearts dark and true and your teeth sharp and many and we will see you next time in the void sharpen those teams hell yeah Bye. Bye.